Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. G'day, guys. Welcome back to Beers and Break Evens, round eight of NRL Supercoach, brought to you by Tony and the team at Blue Wealth Property. The Blue Wealth team have a rent vesting information evening out at Olympic Park at the Blue Wealth office on Thursday, April 27 at 6.30pm. Before we get to that, I'm your host, Tim Williams. I forget that every single week. Uh, guys, essentially, the Blue Wealth and what they do in that rent vesting evening... Pretty simple, you rent where you can afford to rent and then you buy where, where there's essentially growth going around and the place to do it. Really informative, we had Morts on the show a couple of weeks ago teaching us about that. So to RSVP to that event, you can do it through the link in our YouTube description to get access to that. It is also available through a webinar so you don't have to attend on the actual night. Now, guys and girls, there, there comes a time uh, in every podcaster's life where You've just got to recognise that you've got Deadwood sitting next to you. And for me, that time was last week with the Guru. And I was like, mate, he's just, he's a one-hit wonder. He's a, he's a Daniel Mortimer special. He had the one good season somehow, but he hasn't been able to back it up. So I've scrapped him. Uh, originally, was going to get Tommy Sangster, the original Guru on the show. But Sangster, he was a late withdrawal. So I've gone to the next best thing in the Supercoach world. Thoroughly deserved. Welcome, Matty the Waterboy. Guru. Wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm. Uh, I got the call up late last night, a um, couple of years down actually, and <laughs> and thought, hundred percent. Let's do this. It's, it's been a long time coming. I think I've seen a couple of people. They've they wanted me to replace the guru for some mm. time. The push um, has been strong. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I, my my one criteria I asked you last time, I'm like, what what guru get and. Uh, he told me his score, and I was like, smacked it. Please. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be in early. Told, and here we are. Told you the rank. Smacked it. Smacked it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, nah, here, because Guru's on his, at his uh, hu- uh, honeymoon after we had a good... What a great wedding that was. Yeah, on one Friday. of the best. Yeah. Um, what about when... So the, <laughs> the, so the ceremony happened, and it was it was fucking beautiful, actually. And Guru, Guru shed a little tear, and it was great. Everyone was getting a little emotional, and then... As soon as everything kind of wrapped up, like just the ceremony, all these like waiters and waitresses just came up the stairs with all these Tommy margaritas. Oh, how good was that? You may see this go like, geez, would kill for a drink yeah. of any variety, ideally alcoholic, and the Tommy Margs can't we? Like, oh, Guru's got us. Guru, yeah. So shout out to Guru for that. that he's he's a big, big softy that the Guru is, not he? Like, uh, deep down. Very, got, oh, yeah. Yeah, loves a bit of emotion and showed it. And it was a wonderful wedding and sitting there waiting for the ceremony to start and 
you could tell he was nervous. He was a little bit agitated and <laughs> I was very, very close. to. It was about quarter past five on Friday. Teams had just dropped for that Sharks and Roosters game. And I was going to go up to him and tell him that Nico Hines was out. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, I'm like, he'll have a heart attack before the ceremony and I'll be to blame. I thought, I better not. I, so. I tell you why it's good you didn't, say, you didn't do that, even though it would have been one hell of a prank. Oh. I got there and I'm not even... I'm not that inv- I'm not as invested as you, mm. Supercoach. And I got up there and I misheard what you said because you said to me, oh, I'm going to go up and I'm going to prank Guru and I'm going to yeah. tell him that. But I didn't hear that part. I just thought you said <laughs> um, Nico Hines was out and I shat myself. I, I almost had a heart attack. So, yeah, imagine oh. if poor old Guru, that would have been, that would have been really cruel, but. Probably, probably a good thing you said. It was, it was, it was for the best. Uh, yeah. Despite all, I had to resist very hard. But uh, so yes, the guru is on his honeymoon this week. He will be back next week, so yep. he can take the reins. But this week, I've got the, uh, the keys to the empire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mate, uh, second time this week. It's been me and you. you. Yeah, you and I. Uh, we, we ran the bloke in the bar podcast <laughs> last about half an hour on the weekend. Kempy had to jet off, so mate, uh, exciting times ahead. Oh, that was that was fun. We got good feedback on that. Um, yeah, I. Probably because it was a shiny new toy type thing. I don't. I don't think we'll have it again. <laughs> yeah, we've actually changed the locks to the bloke's studio, and we're not leaving. <laughs> we're not leaving. That's we, haven't, we actually haven't moved since uh, well, since Monday. <laughs> so, mate, uh, Supercoach wise, yeah, pretty good week last week. Yeah, I, uh, I've actually been going pretty good. Um, all things considered, like comparing myself to last year, where I just kept. Just not making trades. Um, <laughs> where, where you finished the season with 28 trades. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. Basically, how I started the year was because um, me and you had a lot of time together uh, driving around the country, New South Wales, country Queensland. And I thought, I'm going to like make my super coach um, like chat to Timmy and, and make it based on that. And it turned out to be a really fucking good idea because my team was just set from the start. Now I've been just making trades based on... Um, like who I like, for example, like I started with Cody Walker and like people have started to get him in because he's been going so well, but I just got him in because I absolutely love him. Um, same as kind of Cam Murray, he's been going good. Um, e- educated likes. Yeah, so, exactly. So when we were picking the teams on the way to, to Armadale on the Bloke and Bar Regional Tour and we we're going there and we we're going through it and I said, I was in, I said, you'd played Supercoach before, you, you knew the ins and outs, you, you yep. go quite well at it, it's more about the investing the time into it. And we were picking your team and I basically was going, it was really fun, we pumped out your team yep. in about half an hour. I went and plugged in the ones that you had to have in there, particularly the main cheapies, and then yep. around where you're paying up a few players, it was essentially going through the players that I thought were fair shouts and you could make a case, I was like, yes or no. As an absolute diehard <laughs> Bunny supporter, Matty, probably the, the biggest I've ever seen, going through. Um, Cody Walker, yep. I'm, I'm like, oh, you know, tough stars isn't nut. Put him in. Righto. <laughs> Cody's in, which is now looking like a master stroke. He's <laughs> yeah. turned up two weeks in a row. Ken Murray, yeah, he's pretty expensive. There's some good mid range two hours. Nut, put him in. Righto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. And went through all the roosters. Nut, nut, nut. Except for Tedesco. Had to put Tedesco yeah, in. That was yeah. absolutely must. Exception. He, actually, he's not even in my team anymore. But um, yeah, had to get Teddy in. Love Teddy. Um, but yeah, so basically that happened. And then. Because I like started the year like pretty well, as as is with everything, you you go okay or something, then you start enjoying it, and um, so yeah, I'm ranked like by no means going like extremely well, but I'm ranked twenty second thousand, got one thousand eighty six last week, which turned out to be good, um, total score of seven thousand seven hundred twenty six. So yeah, having a lot of fun, and and also I'm in a um, I'm in a draft comp as well mm. called the oh, I think it's Bandit Bandit Shield, yeah, the Bandit Shield, and um. I thought the draft was pretty, pretty, it was a fun like day doing the draft. Um, and 
I only, I, like, I only know two of the boys like really, really well. I know a couple of them like um, not so well, but like I know them all. And just the group chat is just, it's one of the, it's what, I actually had to turn my notifications off because it was so like, popping off. So, no, 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 it wasn't popping off. Like it was just so vile and scared. Oh. Some of the <laughs> shit that's been, some of the shit that said that, like there's like 3% super, oh, 3% rugby league chat, 5% super ghost chat and the rest is just absolute shit. But that's, that's what it's all about. It's all about having, having fun with your mates and yeah, it's, it's, it's been fun. The drafties who are like super, super into it. They are like the heart and soul diehard oh, yeah. super When Guru starts talking about draft and, and he talks about like a dodgy trade that was made below the commissioner's uh, table, he looks like a serial killer. <laughs> like, I've never seen the boat more fired up. Guru takes that um takes the draft so seriously. Loves eh? it. So like they fall they feel like got together and oh man. So funny. You have to give him every bit of like team news that you've got, even if it's like completely irrelevant because like could impact my waivers this week. Need to know it. Need to know it. <laughs> Must know. Oh, anyway, great. the uh, Kuma Stallions, 1,103 points last week. So we are into the top 10,000 on the charge. Plenty nice. of green arrows of late. Looking all right. So we're in 9,000 something rather there. Uh, so going right, the Guru, 1,046 last week, which was probably a tad above par. Wrecked. It, yeah, but also wrecked. <laughs> wrecked. Wrecked and never come back. <laughs> Tough week of Supercoach last week. Yeah. So I think across the board, whether you're 11, 1,200 or you know, 900 to 1,000, I don't think there was a, a lot of range between, or a lot of variety between the scores. Variance is the word I'm looking for there. Yeah. Uh, the B, Beers and Breakevens overall leader, X, our man X, still leading the way in our group and leading the way in Supercoach. If Mr. X wins Supercoach... Is that his team name? X. X. Wow. Has to be Mr. X from The Simpsons, doesn't it? Oh, has to be. Yeah. What a great episode. Uh, weekly winner, claiming the Beers and Breakevens footy. Team Tally, coached by Reese with 1,269 points. Got to be a towel. He's South Park reference, doesn't it? Oh, you're a towel. <laughs> Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god! So, uh, Team Towley, Reese, mate, reach out to beers and break him to gmail.com. Uh, let us know, and we will send you when Guru gets back. I'll let him do the hard yards in this podcast. Yeah. We'll get that footy sent to you down the track. Maddie, let's get stuck into the team list for the week. And we will start in that, that first game of the round. Your beloved bunnies. Yep, Kenaz. Coming up against the Panthers Thursday night at 7.50pm. What an absolute belter of a game this one's going to be. Mate, Keon Kaloa Matangi is out for South Sydney. Coming, oh, staying on the edge there is Jacob Host. Michael Cheekham back on the edge. We'll get to Jacob Host a little bit later. There's a question around him. Davey Moali. I sold him last week. Of course, he comes out and plays massive minutes. Looks like an absolute world beater. Yeah. What's doing? Like, why last week? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I've got him in my team at the moment. And, like, because it was only... that. Like, he's so good and he's constantly improving. But because they've been so conservative with him, mm. you just don't know if they're going to put him out there for as long or, like, if they're going to, you know... It's, it's so hard to get a read on oh. what they're doing. Like... One thing is un, undoubt, undoubted, like, he's a freak. He's an absolute freak, and he's going to be an absolute superstar. So there's no, like, question about is he good enough. It's how often he's going to be on the field. And, like, I just, as a Rabbitohs fan, I, just, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not sure. So it's, Did it's, you have a, any middle injury forwards last week? There was every other week of the season for you. Nah, because I think, because Totola, he's out. Yeah. Is Sele came back. Sele's back. Um, Havili is still out. Mm. Um, 
There's another one. Anyway. So, yeah, and it was like last week was the week that he played his big minutes. He played his big minutes. And, and Jai came back. And Jai, Jai came back last week and played in the middle. So, even, and I tell you what's also weird, against Melbourne, Colin Matangi played a lot of that game in the middle. So, he didn't do it in that game either. So, I guess he was carrying a little bit of an injury at the start of the year. So, maybe that's, that's why as well. So, hopefully, if that is the case, then maybe he, he'll kill it again this week. Um, I had a question, just, I know we're going through team lists, but I know we have a question segment, but I'm going to ask it now. Far away, mate. My props, I don't know what, what to do. So mm. I've got Big Stefano and Joey Tarpane. They're my like two main ones and my two reserve ones. For some reason, I've still got Franklin Pele. Lots of people do, mate. And, no, and, uh, and David Moali. And I just, I don't know how to fix this situation that I'm in because I'm not selling, I don't want to sell Tarpane. Pele's, like, you can't just trade him for anyone because he's still so cheap. And Stefano's, like, not setting the water like supercoach-wise, so I don't know. It's it's a really difficult one, mate, and one that I'm very glad that I rectified because I was in a similar boat a few weeks ago. And what's made it more tough, difficult with front row forward is that Stefano, who's been a lot of people's, a lot of teams' second front row forward this season, mm. he had the bye last week for the Tigers. It was because of that that I made a few moves and I got, I went Moali to Christian Welch. Yeah. So that just gave me a bit more depth there. But the Raiders on the bye this week. So yeah. Joe Tappany's out. Next week, Christian Welch is on the bye with the, the Storm. So okay. it's just been very difficult and it showed the need for that third front row forward. In terms of how to fix it, what everyone's trying to work out at the moment who's, who have been left a little shorter and who's the player to do it. And they're all looking for this mid-range front row, but no one's really um, standing out. Like, you know, Payne Huss is the obvious one, but he's 770K now. Yeah. He has Origin coming up. The Broncos are flying. So I think that he'll play a few minutes around that time, but he'll be missing on Origin weeks. So I just think, like, there's no harm in getting him. It's a lot of money to stretch up to when there are so many other good buys in the game. And, and also, like... <clears throat> It's not if I'm not getting rid of Tarpane, for example, I'm gonna I'm gonna struggle to get Payne Haas because Pele's two eleven, Stefano's four hundred, yeah. and Miley's under three hundred. So I'd, I'd struggle to get him anyway. Like you'd you'd prefer just for this one week only, I would just plug and play. It sounds bad, but I just plug and play Moali. Yeah, he doesn't have to go nuts, but I mean one one option there is so like I like Christian Welch at four seventy eight k. He's only knocking out fifties, but he's been very consistent outside of that one game on the Gold Coast in the scorching heat. So he's solid and doing a job. But yeah. they've got the bye next week, and he might play Origin. I don't know if he will. Because, might play Origin. But he might. Uh, one option, one game back from injury. But Torhu Harris, he's six hundred k, so he's that little bit cheaper. Again, you're still stretching to get him in, but dual mm. position. He's just a beast and so important in that Warriors side. So I don't mind Torhu. Torhu's a good one. Yeah. Uh, it, it's tough. And that's why you sort of go. And a lot of these players, they're only one injury away from going into bigger minutes and being starting players. So yeah. do you just wait a week? Cop Moali scored. It's not ideal, but it might be the way to do it this yeah. week. Yeah. I'm definitely going to stick with Moali. Mm. Um, maybe I can upgrade Stefano to someone like Toe Harris. And but even then, like, you need well, him as a front row. I'm still short, week. yeah, true. And we'll get to the Tigers' chaotic team list shortly, but I don't think it will. But if it stays the same, there might be some decent minutes for, for Stefano there. Moving on to the Eels and Broncos, Friday, 8pm in Darwin at Parramatta. Jermaine Hopgood uh, moving to the bench. Named there last week as well and then started on game day. Ryan Madison went to the edge with Bryce Carrot on the bench. 
I mean, this is a bit weird, but this is what Arthur did last year all season with Maddo. He'd name him to start, and then he'd go to the bench on game day, I believe it was. Yeah. Do you think Hopgood starts again this week? Um, I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. I don't know why they're playing cat and mouse with the team list, but pain the ass. I would start Hopgood because he's like an absolute workhorse. And Ryan Madison, who I think's been outstanding since he came back, but last year he proved he's one of the best bench players in the comp. So I would think they would start with Hopgood. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, I reckon they will start. And they said, look, it worked from last year, Matt off the bench. Yeah. And look, he's perfect for that first 20 minutes. Get through the hard yards. He can play big minutes, played 70 minutes last week, Hopgood. So, look, regardless, I think he's a hold for me. At the, or Josh Hodgson back into that side of hooker as well, which relegates Brendan Hands to the bench and you would imagine limited minutes. So I do not think Brendan Hands is a buy. At the Broncos, not too much going on there. Pretty uh, stable roster. Tommy Flegler back in the side. As is Corey Oates, actually. But again, no major supercoach relevance there. Doggies and Sharks, Saturday, 5.30pm at Acor Stadium. At the Doggies, unfortunately, Gerald Skelton, who went bonkers. 250-plus running metres on the weekend in New South Wales Cup. There was about 12 tackle breaks there. He's missed out on a wing spot. They've preferred to go with Declan Casey and Braden Burns. So outside of those, no- nothing major there. Do note, though, Carl Oluwapu named on the res- in the reserves, not named in New South Wales Cup. And I, did you say, Gerald Skelton, I believe, might not have been named in New South Wales Cup as well. So I'll have a look. Just keep an eye out for that. But again, I should I say not Supercoach Trellin, but playing early on in the round, if Skelton does come in there, Supercoach friendly game, Adokari out long term, Karaz out for three to four weeks, maybe Skelton's the play there. So... Uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that one at the Sharkies. Yeah, so Skelton and Olapu <clears throat> are taken out of the cup side. Okay, it is relevant then. Yeah. If Skelton comes in, he's bottom dollar. Yep. Very interesting. And I just for those at home, if Olapu comes in, I like late. I highly doubt he won't, he'll play any. He'll, like he'll be on the bench. He'll play on the bench. Easy man. Yeah, he'll he'll swap him for Josh Reynolds for sure. There's no way. It seems light for light, doesn't it? Yeah, there's no way they'll put him in straight for, for example, Cole Flanagan. Like mm. certainly not Burton. Um, Especially a tough game against the Sharks. You don't need to. Yeah. Thrust him in there to eight him in at yeah. an injured side. Yeah, I thought Flanagan was good last week as well. So. Mm. Yeah. All right. Sharkies, uh, finally a, a week without any injuries. Same side name there. No no major changes to them. Moving on to the Cowboys and Knights. Saturday, 7.35pm at QCB Stadium in Townsville. The Cowboys, Jason Tamalolo is out with Ruben Cotter into the starting side there. Nothing major to sort of touch on too much. I mean, Ruben Cotter's one, mate, that, that's a little mm. bit cheaper as a front row forward option. I started the season with him. With all the injuries, he's probably going to be forced to play decent minutes. There is origin looming, though. Uh, would you have any interest in him? Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. A, I yeah. love Ruben Cotter. Um, but, yeah, the origin things, that's, that's, that's the problem. How much is – what's he, what's he cost? So he's obviously he had the injury a few weeks back. So he's yeah. five hundred fifty eight k. So maybe Cotter's your play. Yeah, maybe. Maybe Cotter's your play. But then also I look at it and go, look, I like love Cotter. I think he's a, a great play. But for fifty, I think it's about fifty k more. Torhu Harris. Yeah, who doesn't play origin, origin? Maybe just find that fifty k. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I'd probably lean towards Torhu Harris yeah. at this point. Yep. It's tough, and because of his injury, Torhu. Lots sold off, so he's a pot as well. Not a lot of upside, but there's enough there. 
Yeah. He's getting a lot of try assists at the moment, or at least contributions with those last passes. Had one for AFB last week. Over at the Newcastle Knights. Mate, the big one here, Caelan Pogner back in the team. So he, excited. So excited. Terrified as a non-Greg Marju owner because Pong goes onto the left edge, which just opens up the left winger so much against a leaky True. cow's outfit. Kalen Ponga, look, he's very cheap at the moment off the back of that early concussion a couple of weeks ago. We know how good he's at Supercoach when he's on. Break even of 87. He's set to drop a lot of cash. A, a one-point score in his rolling average for a couple of weeks. So he, he could be up 450k in a few weeks. Again, there's the origin concern. The Knights have a buy in round 10. Yeah, I mean, you probably wouldn't go, in, or maybe you would go now. I know people are going now. Could you bring KP into your team with the, the risk of concussion? Well, there's the risk of concussion. If he doesn't get concussed, he's 110% in my origin team, Yeah, as in Queensland. I There's just too many red flags. And like even the green flags are red flags. Like if if he yeah, yeah. if he gets if he does get through it, he's gonna play Origin. So um, even the green flags are red flags. Yeah. One of the great calls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, no problem for me. Yeah, uh, agreed on that one. Dolphins Titans Sunday two p.m. at SunCorp Stadium. Kenny Bromwich is out. Felice Kafusi comes back into the side. No major things to touch on there. Over at the Gold Coast Titans, note that AJ Brimson named on the extended bench, so a chance there. Cheapy Isaac for Sul Malawi, he drops out of the team and just, I mean, anyone that bought him in, he's just going to be another, could be another Franklin Pelé, barring injury. Thomas McKayley coming back from the Super League, he's been named in there as well. Uh, so no major, major ones there. Moving on to the Tigers and Seagulls, 4.05pm Campbelltown Sports Stadium on Sunday at the Tigers. Bloody hell. Adam Dewey, obviously ACL out of the season. Gut-wrenching for him. Devo. Brandon Wakem gets first crack at replacing him at 5'8". Jareem Buller, really promising young fullback. A lot of upside to him, named, named to play there. I'll be honest, I thought against the Eels, Charlie Staines was probably their best. Yeah. Two was good as well, but I thought Staines absolutely earned the right to get another crack at that fullback spot. Anyway, it's not to be... I've never seen this this young kid play, so maybe he's a freak, but... But why it's just, now? Like, like, why how, now? Like, so the Tigers have had... Did Laurie start the year at fullback? Yeah. So they've had one, two, they've had four fullbacks, and it's round eight, and they've had a buy. So what, what what's going on? You know? <laughs> I mean, um, Stange, who I believe wants to play fullback, getting his crack there, playing really well. They semi almost sort of upset Parramatta at massive as massive outsiders, and sorry, mate, back to the wing. Yeah. And look, yeah. even if he comes in and kills it, Bullard, it's just like. Just seems like terrible coaching, if you ask me. On the bench, Dane Laurie and Tommy Talau. Both the outside backs, I'm almost sure it can't stay this way. But if it does, great news for Stefano Kamano, who yeah. should hopefully get some decent minutes in there. Over at Manly, no major change there. Kelma Tuolangi is out of that side. So Ethan Bullimore gets the start on the edge. Moving on to the Roosters and, oh, Ruben Garrick. Big news. Yeah. But, yeah. Big news, but we, we sort of knew. We'll get to questions around him later on in the show, but... Back from the concussion, so yeah, always. thank God because yeah. for a great match up there. Roosters v Dragons, Tuesday 4.05pm at Allianz Stadium, the Anzac Day Clash, probably my favourite regular season game of the season. Now, Are you the, going out? I'm not at this stage. Yeah. Are you? I wish, nah. God, it's a good game. Yeah, I'd love to go to the new stadium and that'd be, yeah. that'd be sick as. Now, one of the great super coach moves here... Joey Manu to 5'8". Any trade plans that anyone had coming into this week? 
blown out of the park. Joe Manu, 5'8". Sam Walker dropped. Paul Momorowski, Momorowski in at centre. Joey Manu, he was just about to bottom out in price anyway, Maddie. I was a little bit tempted regardless. But now he's at 5'8", where he averages over 100. He put 191 on against the Dragons last season when he played 5'8". Got to be a hot property, doesn't he? Yeah, and I, I didn't, because I didn't play last year, so I didn't know that. And then when I came in today asking for advice, like, should I, what should I do? And you were like, Manu, and I was like, oh, I mean, I guess. And then you were like, no, 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 when he's 5'8", like, he absolutely kills it. So uh, it seems let, like a let, let me correct you there, mate. Joey Manu looks like a great buy this week, you know, moved to 5'8", where he goes, great. Yeah, but Roosters? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's more accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, because I've got nothing against the Roosters players. It's just that I don't like supporting them in any way. Mm. So, you know, I'm going to have to support Joey Mark because I got him in. Yeah. So now I'm going to have to support him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, really, really brilliant. And Angus Crichton returns at, in the second That's row. great news. Great, great news to see Angus Crichton. And I tell you what. I'd love to see him come in and kill it and play for the Blues. It, it might be a, a bridge too far uh, playing his first game of the season, but geez, he's valuable to that Blues lineup. So, yeah. uh, all the best to Angus Crichton coming back and can't wait to see him out on the field again. Sorry, do you, do you reckon that Egan starting at 11, you've got Tupanua coming back as well? Do you reckon, because Egan Butch is better in the middle, right? A million times better in the middle. Yeah, and he's, and he's what Trent Robertson calls a modern day front rower. So. Is there any chance... I know he's coming back from injury to the Tupanua, but is there any chance Butcher goes to the bench? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't see, obviously, the New South Wales Cup game that Tupanua played in. He's played the last two weeks there, but I think he's got two games under his belt now. So, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Cool. Interesting. Uh, and, yeah, Crichton, Tupanua, both super coach... Well, Crichton's an absolute out-and-out gun on his day, and Tupanua's solid enough as well. So one's to, to keep an eye out for, particularly if Tupanua does play reduced minutes off the bench early on and drops in price for us. At the Dragons, not too, too much going on there. Jaden Sewer is out of the side. Murdoch, Masila, Jack Bird on the edges. Uh, and the final game of the round, the Storm versus the Warriors, Tuesday 7pm at Amy Park. Meany comes back into that side at fullback, pushing Cam Munster to 5'8". I think the relevant one here, Maddie, is Nelson Sofa-Solomona back from injury. Yep. Harry Grant had an absolute stinker last week. Great news for Harry Grant. Oh, 100%. Yeah, great news for the Storm. But yeah... Great news for Harry Grant, hundred percent. Just those quick play the balls that he can work off. The, and Harry, I don't think. Sorry, I don't think Harry Grant's going to have two stingers in a row. No, <laughs> especially with Nas coming back, um, he'll be fine. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be good. Uh, and over at the Warriors, good to see again. Not too too many forced changes due to injury because they've had such a wretched run this season. Murata Niakoro back from injury in the back row. I Jack, love him. There, you're, you're Niakoro man. Oh, I love Niakoro. I think he was great when he played for Para. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Finally getting the big minutes, and Parramatta utilised him in a certain way, but and they were so stacked, their forward pappy. Yeah, mm. Nicola, Jackson Ford keeps his starting spot as well, so they have named a four-forward bench. What that means for the likes of Torhu, Ford, Nicola, um, only time will tell. Now, moving on from the team list, and very exciting announcement. Parramatta Eels have reached out, and they've given beers and break-even listeners access to two field club tickets for next week's game against the Newcastle Knights. The Guru and I will be tagging along to, along to it. The field club tickets are valued at $365 each and includes a four-hour food and beverage package. It's a sports-style bar, food stations, canapes, 
Access to watch the game from the sideline or oh. a dedicated premium seat. It is unreal. I've seen it on the TV. The players run out through the middle of the field club. So when they run out, you dead set inches from them. It's very cool. This is dangerous for the rugby league guru who's going to be within inches of Jermaine Hopgood. <laughs> Hopgood's going to have a restraining order out on him by half time of this game. And that's okay. But, but it's unbelievable. So what we're doing is we're going to run a competition to win these two field club tickets. We'll just give it out to two winners. How it is, pick the top scoring Parramatta Supercoach player in this Friday's clash with the Broncos and their Supercoach super score. Don't just pick the player, need to pick the score as well. The two top picks of correct player and closest to the score will win these tickets. Maddie doesn't get much better than that. That though. is one of the best prizes I've yeah. ever seen. I'll fucking froth to go to that because like, you look, you look at Combank Stadium, so that's, <clears throat> if, you, if you go to like, Parramatta.com or whatever and look at the tour thing that they did, mm. the interact, interactive tour, you see that the where they come out, where they walk out of the tunnel, there's like a, a little area there and that's where you guys will be. That That is like prime as a rugby league fan. Absolutely prime. It's unbelievable. So can't wait for that. So Guru and I will be there so we can sit there and have a few beers and have a bit of banter. Uh, for the comment, for, for your pick, drop it in the comment section of the YouTube video on the Rugby League Gurus YouTube channel. Has to be done by kickoff Friday night's clash with the Broncos. Now, Maddie. Yes. You've got a few questions for me, mate. I do. So, since you asked me to come on last night, I was like, because I asked you so many questions anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, might as well put them on the show. We might as well put them on the show. Um, I spoke to my mate, Riser. And who's a big super coach guy. Who's super coach 365 for yeah. the listeners of that. Yeah. Uh, rises from. Yeah. And he, he helped me with these questions. Um, but I've got about seven or eight here for you. Is Dunster a trap? Plenty of trading in. Yeah. So he's pretty talented, Dunster. The issue is that Bailey Simonson is back this week and he's been named on the extended bench. Where the appeal is, though, is that he's a cheapie that... Parramatta played the three major buy rounds. So, you know, with Wanga Blake lurking there, Bailey Simonson, Zach Sini, there's all these options. I'm not going to go and call him a trap because I'm a little... T- we're, they're, they're, I said last week that I thought there was a million potential cheapies, but none of them stood out as a buy. And I thought a week on we'd get clarity on a lot of them. None of them really stand out. So... Paramount also have a good draw. So I know he started poorly week one. He wasn't great on the weekend score-wise. But if he can lock down the job, he'll make great coin, free up cash this week, importantly, and cover some major buy-ins. So I'm not going to call him a trap, but by the time this game kicks off on the weekend, he could be out of the side and Simonson could come in. So, look, I'm I'm tempted by him, I'll be honest, provided he plays this week. Okay. Uh, holding Cam Pereira. Yes or no? Yeah, I, I understand it. And, like, he's got the – put it this way. Great matchup this week with the Dolphins. I know defensively they've been pretty resilient this season. But break-even of 70, the 16 from his score against the Dragons two weeks ago will drop out of his rolling average after this week, in which case it'll be 63 v the Broncos and whatever he scores this week. If he scores well against the Dolphins in a very playable matchup, if you see T-Dub's a bit short this week, he, there could be more money to be made. So, yeah, as long as – Particularly when we've got Warbrick there and Alamotti, who also both look like cells, yep. there is merit in holding him one more week. Okay. Uh, Kiraz to Garrick or Manu? Oh, that's the question this week, isn't it? 
I am very fortunate to to have both. Uh, look, Garrick versus the Tigers, and we'll get a big captaincy section later because there are so many great matchups. But Garrick against the Tigers on that left edge, Marno against the Dragons. Mate, they can both go 180. Look, on what we've seen in the small sample size of Joey Marno at 5'8", I think Marno's the play this week. And then we... You want them both, but I think Marno's the play. Now, that leads perfectly into this question, which obviously is, is going to be a guess for both of us, mm. but how many weeks do we reckon is going to be at six? So interesting. It's, it's fascinating. Because I do not like Joey Marno in the halves. Because he doesn't pass the ball. It's mm. not his game. He's yeah. a ball runner, first yeah. and foremost. So I'm concerned that he's got, it's going to stunt the attack and it's going to stunt James Tedesco. I don't know Tedesco, but I was a little bit tempted by him. But all those sweeping plays, I just don't really see Joey Marner going and playing out the back. He'll just dummy go himself. And that's why he's such an elite super coach at 5'8", because he has a million runs, bust tackles, puts himself in the right positions. It's a great defensive play because Sammy Walker has a crack, but he's very small. He's still young. It'll shore up the defensive line a lot. But I think it's only a question of time will tell, won't it? And it's going to depend a lot on how Walker goes back in New South Wales Cup as well. Walker's probably going to go to New South Wales Cup and set up six tries. Oh, he's going to kill it. The thing is, like, you're back in... You're back Manu to go well against any team, right? But, like, this sounds obvious, but... He, he can toy with, like, the, the lower teams. He's yep. got the Dragons this week. Now, the Warriors aren't a low team, but they've got the Warriors mm. after that. Cowboys are struggling. Penrith. Then they've got the Dragons again. Jesus. Then they've got the Bye. Then they've got the Dogs. So, Manu can, can rack up a couple of big, big games in that time. Um, and this isn't even super coach-wise. This is just yeah, in general. rugby league-wise. And, and force Robbo to just not drop him. So, it's, it's, it's going to be a really... Interesting watch over the next six weeks, I reckon. And the attack of Sammy Walker might have been to the side. I love Sammy Walker. Yeah. But they don't necessarily need more attack. They've got attacking weapons everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. That's, so that's I true. understand it. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone lucky enough to be tying the knot at the moment, you're probably panicking about the cost of the wedding and the honeymoon. Reduce the stress by having a yarn to Patty and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. The boys can help you get a quick loan without any built-in hidden fees or penalties for paying off the loan early. They'll get you the best rate possible and you'll have the money within 24 hours. It's a super easy process, only needing a message to tee it up. The boys will also make sure there's no nasty surprises and no exit fees, all with one low monthly repayment. Best of all, they'll give you a free plan with $129 because you listen to this podcast. So if you're getting in contact with them, make sure you mention you're an SC Playbook listener. I can't stress enough how easy it is. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Next time you find yourself having a scroll of Instagram, pretty often, let's be fair, just flip them a message on there at Pat and George Mortgage Choice. If you're not on Insta, go to any articles on the SC Playbook website. There's an email, QR code, even phone number, anything you need. Uh, next one. Who's your halfback over the origin period? This is an interesting one because you'd be so reluctant. You'd think it's a, you can't sell Cleary or Moses, but... We both think that Nico's going to be the 5'8 for the Blues. Yeah. In which case, they will both miss the three major origin weeks. The interesting one in particular is Nico Hines, who he will miss, if he gets picked, of course, 
He'll miss round 16 through origin duties, and then the Sharks have to buy round 17. So that's two weeks in a row without him in your side. So he probably looms as a potential sell. I see the opportunity to get in someone like Mitch Moses, yep. who will play the three major origin weeks. But then even that, after round 17, he plays the Dragons. Yeah. Uh, so... Okay. But on the flip side... Penrith are likely to be top two or three, four at worst, you'd imagine, around that point. Clear is a prime resting candidate by Penrith. Yeah. He'll want to back up, but they're like, they don't need to. It's a long season. Whereas Nico and the Sharks, they're going well enough, but not killing it. So he'll want to back up and the Sharks will need him to more. What do you reckon? I think I think the Panthers have learnt <laughs> that resting Cleary is the go because I can't remember if it was 2020 or 2021 where they didn't rest him. And then... Mm. Um, I think it might have been 2021. And even though they won the comp in 2021, it wasn't the most, um, like, they didn't blow the teams away. Mm. Like, they scraped past the Eels. They were tough against the Storm and they beat South. I think it was that year. And if, if it wasn't, it was the year before where they yeah. end up didn't winning. Last year, Cleary gets suspended for five weeks and he absolutely destroyed the final yeah. series. <laughs> At, like, absolutely destroyed it. So, um when it comes to prime rest candidates, I reckon Cleary of the senior, Shit. Ivan, I reckon he's learned his lesson. So, yeah, oh, look, I, I, this is this is up to you um, yeah. what to do here, but yeah. The answer is at this stage, I'm watching through to round 13 and then reassessing. Yeah. If one of them's sitting at a million bucks and one's 800K, it'll probably just be like, oh, I'll bank this 200K and yep. then sell that person. So, as I said, draw-wise, Nico, I think, is the more obvious sell. But for that resting risk, I think clearly it probably balances out. So yep. to answer your question, Rizza, I don't know. What this <laughs> Last one. Yeah, obviously, because you, you were talking about Mitch Moses before. If you do get him in, is it too many eels if you have Dylan Brown as well? Yeah, so with that first major buy round in round 13, Moses would play it and obviously the eels are on it. So they've become very popular at this stage. The following week, the eels have the buy. And these are the weeks that we, we sort of overlook. We had a good chat about it on the SC Playbook podcast last night. And the rounds following the major bye weeks, there's three teams on the bye each week. Surprisingly, not a major impact on the origin-relevant players. But I will put an article up on that in the next week or two. So, but yeah, round 14, Eels on the bye. They will be missing... You could be missing a lot if you've overinvested in them. So take note of that. But yeah, like Mitchie Moses or Jerome Hughes, if they're around 600K and Nico will clear a million dollars, you bank 400K from them and get them for like an extra three or so rounds over that period. So it adds up. Cool. Done. Matty, Thanks, Riser. Matty, new bloke jerseys. Yes. Fire away, son. New bloke jerseys. Um, for the, the reason I'm laughing is because I did the ad for the bloke in a bar just the beer last Monday and I had to have about three goes. It was so <laughs> embarrassing. Um, bloke jerseys. Now they get, they go on sale next Monday, 6 PM. So that's the 24th of April, 6 PM. New, oh, there's no daylight saving. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, just, you would go to the bloke, uh, bloke in a bar Instagram. You see Nico Hines in it, Campbell Graham in it. They look much better in it than I do. Um, but it's just, I love it. I've been walking around in it since, since I got mine last week. Um, yeah, so if you go on early next Monday, the price is going to be, I think it's about 99 bucks. 99 early on? Yeah, early on. So if you want to get 
it's cheaper make sure you're there next monday we only have a li- limited amount too mm-hmm. so once they're gone they're gone it's not like last year where we had like two batches this is going to be the only the only batch this year so um yeah make sure you're you're ready on monday to get one of these jerseys because it's an absolute so cracker cool. they're sick hey they're just have a look at them <laughs> yeah. I love the colours too. I love the, the tw- I love the twenty three on the side. Yeah, that's cool. The go- the goat the goat number. number. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, Monday six pm. We want to see Magic Round absolutely flooded with them as yeah. per last year. Yeah, Matty, a quick stat deep dive. The stats that caught my eye this week. Jacob Host, <clears throat> pretty popular buy this week. People looking to free up a bit of cash, particularly with Kalama Tungy out long term. Looks pretty well locked into a big minute role on the edge. He played out 63, 64, I think it was, on the weekend. So not 80, but decent enough. I have my reservations. In the first six games last year for the Bunnies, he played big minutes. He had 63 and a half minutes mm. for 36 points. Okay. Which is not great going. Now, he's been better in his two uh, starting games on the edge this season, but... But la- last year, he, he got off the bench <laughs> last year, didn't he? I know it doesn't really make a he difference. He did... But he must, he must have come on and played good minutes. Yeah, yeah, right. Interesting, because South back row is Arrow, Kolmatungi, and Cam Murray. Mm. So I wonder if he played in the middle at all last year. I can't remember. Which would be even worse for your base stats. I'm trying to work. Did, did Arrow shift to a middle early on last season? It was like the first six rounds. I was wild. Oh, really? I thought, yeah, Interesting. Unless I've stuffed something up, likely. No, 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 no. But yeah, so look, Jacob Host, I just, I don't think he's a bad buy. I think people need to be aware that he, he's not the home run that I think people are expecting. The thing is, I think it'll be, uh, he requires the odd attacking stat to score well enough and make some decent cash, but he's on the left edge for the bunnies. Yeah. Damn. Will he stay left now that Climbing is out? Or do you see, it's a tough one, do you see him or Cheekham playing right and left? Well, Cheekham played left to start the year, but that was because Arrow was out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But now Arrow shifted to the middle anyway. So I don't know. What By the way, the, the whole left-right side argument of the bunnies, it's becoming more doesn't relevant. Really, doesn't really matter now. Right yeah. Well, the right's season. getting all the ball. So uh, Sunia Taruba, people looking to offload him this week as well. I would prefer to offload Warbrick, Camprere, Alamotti first. But the stat that did catch my eye, the first three weeks of the season he based 31, 38 and 44. So even if he didn't score, have any major attacking stats, he still scored well. But his base the last three rounds has been down to 26 per game. So just something to be wary of there. I think he can pick that up again because he's an absolute goer. Uh, but if that maintains, he makes, it, makes him more of a risky player, as we've seen in recent weeks in the starting 17. Kurt Mann, starting this week for the Knights. Last week, played six, scored 69 points in 56 minutes with 67 in base which is absurd wow. work rate. He had 45 tackles and 11 runs. Of those 11 runs, every single one of them were over eight metres for the maximum two points. So the K-man, look, I know people are a little bit interested in him this week. Adam Elliott's due back next week against the Eels. So I think that'll impact him a fair bit. So I, he's definitely wouldn't be going early on him, but one to watch. And then the last one is Joey Marner. We touched on it earlier, but averaging 101 points in four games at 5'8". 191 on the Dragons last year. Mouth-watering. Uh, so I've just gone back and had a look at the host mm. stuff. So basically, Arrow was was left edge. Colmatani was right edge. Colmatani played 80 every every game. Mm. Arrow played about 60 minutes every game. And Cam Murray, he's in the middle. He, he played about 
50, 60 minutes as well. So I would say that host mixed in between right. edge and middle last year. Yeah, okay, that'd be it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means for the stats, but... Well, <laughs> it's, it's even more alarming because you should be getting more base stats up and more work rate up there okay, in that yeah. time. Because so, you obviously do less work on the edge. Yeah. So, look, I don't... Don't hate him. Unless Arrow did go into the middle at some point, but I don't remember that. Yeah. So, I, I could be wrong. Um, but anyway, might, have been in, might have been in-game injuries and all sorts. Yeah, the stats... Well, so. Yeah. This, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Matty, Sit V starts this week for the Kuma Stallions. Oh, very nice looking CT dub. Garrick, Toto, Val Holmes and Manu. That picks itself. Sitting, Taruva, Alamotti and Dunster. Dunster is a TBC at the moment if he comes into my team, but pretty easy one there. I was going to bring in Dylan Brown this week, but the Manu news has sort of shaken that up a little bit. So Katoa or Crossland. I'm going to play, I think, Isaiah Katoa against the Titans because they're very leaky. Yep. I actually wouldn't mind playing Crossland against the Cowboys. Much better base stats playing hooker. I just want to see his minutes with Tyson Gamble now back on the bench. I will have Cleary on the bench, Jacob Preston, Jermaine Hopgood uh, sitting out with Sonny Luke, Joe Tapney on the bye, obviously Pele, Josh Schuster, not playing him. Don't mind the matchup for him, to be fair, against the Tigers. He could be a sneaky little play, Joshy Schuster. Uh, that's what I've got. And Reese Walsh also on the bench. So squad's looking pretty solid there. Uh, who are you sitting and starting, Matty? Sweet. So I got... My fullbacks are Turbo and Reese Walsh, so I'll be playing both of them. Centers wingers, I've got Campbell Graham, who's just killing at the moment. Renato Molotalo, who is in my team, A, because he's a gun, but B, because he's possibly my favorite non-South player in the comp. <laughs> uh, Herbie Farnworth and Taruva, and then I've got Joey Manu on the bench. I might have to just, for, just because I might have to just promote Joey Manu to the starting team there. P- p- pick Joey for the, for the money and the points. I'm not playing, I'm not playing. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> nah, so I've got Joey Manu there, so the, i got, Thompson, who's on my bench, he's coming back this week. And Jared Croker, who has the bye. My 5'8 is Cody Walker, who I'm playing. And then I've got Katoa, who I don't have playing. Halfbacks, Heinz Cleary. Second rowers, i got Cam Murray, Ellie Katoa, and Zach Hosking starting. i got Schuster. I think... You're playing I'm going to play him, yeah. So in the back row? In the back row, yeah. I could go Katoa, but... Yeah, I'd... I'd I'm going Schuster against the Tigers, yeah. and then I got Ford. Ellie Katoa or no Isaiah Katoa. He, oh, so you play him over Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, Ellie Katoa's starting. Yeah, look, I would probably would I play Schuster over Katoa? Probably. Yeah. Against uh, the Tigers, yeah. Yeah, and then Ford and Preston at this stage, I'm not playing. Front rollers, as we said before, it's, it's a bit tricky there. I'm starting with Moali and Stefano, and then obviously Tarpanese on the bench. Pele's injured. have to somehow get rid of him. Come on, Davey. And then Harry Grant is my hooker, and Sonny Luke, who I'm not playing because he's playing the Rabbitohs. Beautiful, mate. Yeah. Your trades this week? So I got rid of Khan Pereira, and I put in Jared Croker. And what was my other one? I'm just trying to remember. There was another one. Who was it? I did it with you. Croker oh, in. Oh, Joey Marno. Sorry, Joey Marno in. <clears throat> and then I got rid of... Someone. Who did I get rid of? Yeah, it was someone. Someone who I wasn't going to play this week. So, yeah. Oh, Will Warbrick. Will Warbrick. So, okay, so Will Warbrick out. Jared Croker in. Khan Pereira out. Joey Marno in. Very good. So for the Stallions, we had Joey Manu coming in for Khan Pereira. 
And then Will Warbrick out for Hayes Dunster. That second trade is a little bit more uh, up in the air. I still need to see job security of Dunster, see if, uh, what's happening with Simonson this weekend, assess the credential of a few others. Gerald Skelton, I know job security probably isn't great, but he's a real sneaky one. Yeah, He's a sure. sneaky one if he does come into that side there. Now, mate, the big one this week, captains. Mm. There are so many terrific options. Nico Hines playing the Shark. I'm uh, playing the Sharks. That'd be a good matchup. <laughs> Nico Hines playing against the Doggies. Yep. The Doggies concede the fourth most points to halfbacks. <clears throat> wow, really? Yep. Interesting. Turbo against the Tigers. The Tigers concede the fourth most points to fullbacks. <laughs> Manu versus the Dragons. This is great. <clears throat> this is fantastic. Manu not playing fullback, but I thought I'd throw it in there. The Dragons concede the most super coach points this is in the comp to fullbacks. I guess, though, like, one and six are very similar in mm. a lot of ways, mm. and Manu plays, like, more of a fullback than a 5'8". Yeah. So that stat is very relevant. Get this one, though. Yeah. The Dragons concede the most points in the competition to halfbacks, number sevens, but the least points in the competition to number sixes. What? So with six and seven essentially being the same thing these days, yeah. I've basically got them as eighth most. Yeah, 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 most. yeah, yeah, fair. But, so it'd be uh, largely skewed due to Nico putting 190-odd on them or 180-odd oh, on them. Oh, that's right, a, yeah. A while back. So that'd be why. So, mate, which way are you leaning of those three or any flyers? Uh, I did consider Harry Grant because he's he had a, like a pretty bad game last week. It's off some of those. Nelson's coming back. Um, Huge Two problems, there. though. One, the Warriors are killing it. Yeah. One, the Warriors are good. Yeah. And two, it's all the way on Tuesday. I can't wait that long yeah. to pick my captain. I mean, I, although you could pick Joe Manu, so. And you don't want the game getting in the way of your two up as well. Yeah, yeah exactly so. right. So, look, it's it's out of Nico and Turbo for me, probably. I just think Nico's so desperate to play Origin. Yeah. It's going to be a, a Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. game. So I'm going Nico. Yeah. What are you going Leaning towards Nico, I think they're – you know what? If the Doggies didn't have these, this continued injury load, I would go Tommy Trebojevic. And I'm still tempted by Tommy Turbo, I'll be honest. But the Doggies are just decimated, the poor buggers. So I just see such – as you said, Nico desperate for an origin spot, looking unbelievable. The Sharks are humming. He's in everything they do. I think he's the play. It would be Tommy – if there wasn't a few concerns around injury, which there always is, he's got that hit pointer injury. I thought he looked quite good in that game against Melbourne, but there's still a bit of concern over that. And if that plays up or his back spasms, if they do get out to a lead against the Tigers, he's also prime candidate for an early rest. Uh, like 100%, especially yeah. if he's like a little bit yeah. and more fresh. While this isn't a major concern, I'd, we are seeing teams off the bye perform well this season. So the Tigers are fresh. Backs against the wall. They've got no excuses. Like, yeah. So I'm leaning towards going with Nico Hines. Yeah. Mate, cut the questions before we wrap it up. Question from M. White. Ellie Katoa, a sell to David Fafita, or is that jumping the gun early? I'll go first, mate, then throw to you. David Fafita this season is averaging like 78 without a try. Holy moly, he's gone good. Great guns. Now... Far out. Look, I like, I like the trade. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think Ellie Katoa's a hold. I would be surprised if there weren't better trades available to your team this week because 
I know he's had three down weeks, Eli Katoa, but I still like what I'm seeing from this year. More attacking stats will come. You know, the quick play of the balls of Solomona, Sol, that's only going to help everyone in the team, essentially. And I think Eli Katoa, with his combination with Jerome Hughes, it's only going to get better. I think Eli's a hold, but if your team's in a good space and that's, you know, available this week to Dave Fafida, sweet. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only thing I'd say is Fafida is a very big candidate to play for Queensland. Um yeah yeah question from more Jimmy if you could change any rules scoring in Supercoach what would it be to me honestly I think they've got it pretty bang on what I love about Supercoach is it annoys some people but the try assist in particular are a little bit subjective very opinion based I like it because it goes more often than not to the person who has the biggest influence in the try you know if some bloke runs People want the argument of, and I know NRL fans, he essentially give it to last past. If some bloke runs 90 metres, beats four, chips and chases, regathers, tips on, like draws and past the fullback at the very end, who then tips onto a winger, this, whoever tips it on would get the try assist. And it's just, I just hate mm. that. So look, I, back to the question though. Offloads, I think I'd be happy to see that drop down to three points. I think that can often have maybe a bit too much influence in things. At time, so I'd be happy for offloads to go an effective offload from four down to three. Not a major issue, but just a little tweak. And then one thing that has annoyed me with Supercoach over the years is just that it takes three rounds for price rises to occur. <coughs> I hate early on in the season that you can take a punt on a rookie that you've watched and you like, and, and you know, you might have a bit of mail on, so be it. Mm. They're, they're good or whatever it might be, like a Jacob Preston. You get it, you get the score in round one or whatever, and then everyone goes, oh, this bloke's a gun, why don't you get him? And everyone flocks to it, and you don't, aside from maybe a few, a handful of points, you don't get any real reward for it price-wise. This is is a really rookie question. So if Carl Olawap, who came in this week, Mm. would his price not change for three weeks? Correct. Okay, right. Yeah, which I don't like. I, I really think that should change after one week. I know they're trying to make the game as even as possible, and I understand that, but I just think there needs to be more reward for going on these plays a little bit earlier Yeah, I agree for sure, yeah. Um, yeah, even, like, even if it was like someone like Joey Manu this week, people hold off on him and comes out and gets 180. Sure, the points will kill you, but... Well, sorry, Manu's not as good an example because he's played his three games, but, yeah. you know, if in round one you start with Manu and he goes nuts and everyone goes, oh, what do you know, Manu's still a gun, and mm. then people trade him in and it's like, okay. well... So, yeah, that'll be the main ones for me. Question question from Alex Brigo. Thoughts on choosing Mully Tarlow over the likes of Graham, Garrick and Miller? Matt, you own Mully Tarlow. Yep. How have you found him this season? Yeah, I mean, he he's averaging 63s. And the Sharkies are only getting better. I think the Sharkies started the season really slow. I still have them as my minor premiers this year. Mm. I reckon they are they look 100% good. a premiership yeah. threat. Um Sharky's only getting better, and he's been good for me, so, yeah. Question from Kirk Burton. What are your thoughts on Junior Tupu as a cash cow? Fuck, he's a good player. <laughs> <laughs> so you're 80, Matty? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so 436K, he's not cheap. Neg 27 break even, coming off a ton, about to make good cash. My concern is just the Tigers. It's the Tigers, yeah. You just can't. I mean, he can, but like... like they play mainly this week into the Panthers. How many opportunities is he going to get? Yeah. It's, I, I, I wouldn't... Yeah. For super coach wise I wouldn't if they, touch him. Like, particularly that Penrith game. Penrith come out and blow the tires off the park, which, let's be real, probably will. It's like... He might not even touch the ball. Nah, so that's my concern there. Look, he's going to make money regardless. He is very good. 
And like, who knows what Tim Sheens is doing with that side as well? Who knows how long yeah. his job security, what it's like there? Question from Dylan Taylor. Not really a question, but shout out to I'm him in the Bankstown Boys League. How's it feel to be humble? <laughs> get Cop r- that I'm him. Get Surely you drop his name. We need a name. <laughs> yeah. Why he's getting humble? I'm him. Uh, get back in your box, mate. You've been wrecked. <laughs> question from W Luke. Is, is Reese Walsh a keeper or trade him down to Tedesco to make 200k? Matty, the Broncos have a really tough draw coming up. They have yeah. had a nice draw. Walsh has been sensational, but I think he's a sense he peaked in price. What are your thoughts? Interesting. I haven't <laughs> thought about this. Uh, I've got Walsh. Actually, I'm sure a lot of people did, but I made Tedesco into Walsh. Um, I just, I'm so... Teddy is so good. Mm. And he hasn't been playing bad or anything. I just He just hasn't been getting su- good Supercoach scores. I... I reckon that's a good play, actually. Yeah, I don't mind. That's actually really. I've, yeah, wow. I like that a lot. My issue is this, Origin. So, firstly, the first major bye week the Broncos play, Reese Walsh probably won't be in Origin. We don't yeah. think so. I w- if I had to bet on it, I would say no at this point. Yeah, and I'd be pretty happy with the bet. Yeah, I mean Pong is the one. Yeah, if Pong is if out, then Walsh is and in. And then I because he's not going to play fourteen because he got Grant and yeah Hunt so. So, and then I think Brimson would probably be a bit hard done by if he wasn't the second pick. So, look, you'll get there, and just Teddy will miss the major origin by weeks. And then with Manu and Suwali, he can deputise at fullback. He's got to be a huge chance for rest through that period, doesn't he? Yeah, that's true as well. If you're not too concerned about the origin period, though, the trade makes sense. The trade makes sense because I think Teddy's going to. Yeah, I think he's. He's going to explode. He he will. He will explode. It could be this week. And. Because the Roosters are, they're going okay. They're not playing that good. They're just playing like, mm. they got their angry pills on. They're just, yeah. I, I reckon he's going to be the one to to calm everything down and start playing well because he's their captain. Yeah. As I said, Joey Marnard 5'8". I don't love that for Teddy. Yeah, it's true. But it's also Teddy. He'll make it work. Yeah. Question from Bailey Silas. Thoughts on Jack Bird? Playing 13. He's actually playing, oh, sorry, plays 30. He must have been round 13. Has good base in CT Dub and his dual position. He's looked good this year, Jack Bird. He's, yeah, he's a fucking beast. I think my issue with Jack Bird at 589k, averaging 61 points, basing 43. Uh, again, probably more limited attacking stats at the Dragons, but I think at CT Dub you need to be going the upside plays that can punch out a 180. Right, yeah. And there are a few of them in, in Ruben Garrick, you know, Jacob Kiraz when he was fit there, Joey Manu's another one, Val Holmes, Brian Toto. He will do a solid job for you. But, look, maybe he's a buy come round 13, but in the meantime, I just think there's probably too many better options. Cool. Uh, Carol Fox, Will Penasini as an option. <clears throat> he's going great guns, averaging 66 this season. Parramatta using that right edge really effectively this year. He's getting a lot more clean early ball. Been a real shining light. It, like, Para lost a couple of close games. They're, they're going okay, but he's been outstanding. He's a pretty popular buy this week, Maddie, and I'm keen to get your thir- thoughts if you, think the, if you think it'll keep up because my concern is the same thing as Jack Bird. Probably just not the upside of the other CT dubs that I mentioned of those big 150-plus scores, but, I mean, hard to fault what he's done so far. He's been fantastic. Um, yeah, I don't... I don't I don't really know what to say because, like, I don't think he's going to get any better. You know what I mean? Agreed. So, like, he's already playing really, really well. Yep. Um, 
So maybe for that reason, stay away. Yeah. Yeah, look, I don't mind the buy. Great origin coverage. If I get him, I'll wait till round 13. Yep. I don't need him in that time, I don't think. Even with a soft draw, so... Yeah, apologies for the coughing as well. Also got a flu, but unlike the guru, I don't come on here and compare myself to Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jordan, the flu pod. So I've uh, been a bit of a slog this week, but getting through it pod by pod. <laughs> Maddie, uh, I think we will wrap it up there for this yeah. week. You've been big on your your beers and break-evens bar debut. Thank you, mate. I Look, there's probably so many listeners thinking this bloke literally has no idea what he's talking about, but I don't, so... You know footy though, mate, yeah, and yeah. and uh, and that counts towards a lot when you're talking about super Yeah, coach. for sure, for sure. Um, that was fun. Thanks for having me on. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, much more than the guru, <laughs> and I'm already horrified about the comeback next week. So, <laughs> nah, we will be. Maybe if I beat him, I'll just I'll just rock just up. Just stay. Yeah. Just stay. Sweet. Nah. I, I might come to the Eels Knights game. Take Guru's ticket as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. He can come back here. We're going to the footy together. <laughs> yeah, nah, it'll be good to have the big fella back uh, and talking footy and basically running the show because he's good at what he does. So it'll be very oh, nice. He's the best. Uh, Righto, guys. Don't forget to reach out to Blue Wealth Property. Link in our description on the Guru's YouTube for this video. Uh, and that property... Night is coming up on April 27. Thank you for tuning in and good luck this weekend. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market